Hello and welcome to the St. Mark's podcast. Whether you regularly join us at church on Sundays or you're joining us for the very first time, we hope that this week's talk inspires you and draws you closer to Jesus. Brilliant. Well, actually, Joel, actually, could you, could you help, first of all? Would you mind giving us a hand? Because I thought it would be fun to start off with a little bit of a roaming mic. So get your, have you got your running shoes on? Excellent. Are you ready to run? Okay. So the question, okay, that I want to hear from you guys and from the kids. And kids, if you're a kid, there's a rug at the front. If you want to come and sit down a little bit closer so you can see, I'm going to do a little experiment in a bit as well. I'm going to need some helpers later too. Okay. So if you want to come and see, the question I want you to think about is, what makes you happy? Okay. What makes you happy? So hands up. Shoot your hands up. What makes you happy? Anyone can answer. What makes you happy? Here we go. Trevor's first. Here we go. My dog. Your dog. Excellent. Your dog makes you happy? Bird song. Bird song. La, 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 la. <laughs> My last name's Great Bird, impression, if you didn't dog. know. That's why I was... <laughs> Chocolate. Chocolate. Yes. Absolutely. Got some kids at the front as well, Joel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Children are important, aren't they? <laughs> My children and family. Children. Sunshine. Oh, she pinched my Oh, double sunshine. Oh, sunshine. Both said sunshine. Children. Excellent. Kids, what makes you happy? What makes you happy? Snuggling. 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 Oh. My sister. Oh. Sorry, I thought you had your hand up. No. Any more for any more? Oh, amazing. My cat. Did you say your hat? Cat. Are you a cat? <laughs> Great. Cat. Okay, last one. Last one. Meerkats. Meerkats. Of course, meerkats makes you happy, Ben. That's brilliant. Amazing. Thank you, Joel. Well, like Joel said, I'm Matt. Um, I'm one of the pastors here. I oversee all the children uh, and the youth work here at St. Mark's. Um, and it's my privilege to speak today. Uh, and we're, this past term, we've been going through uh, patterns for daily life. It's been the, the teaching series that we've been looking at. Uh, and today we're looking at patterns for joy, not for confession. We did confession. I think there should be a, a joy slide up there as well. Oh, yes, brilliant. Well done, guys. Patterns for joy. And uh, when we say patterns, what we, what we mean by that is tools which help us to create rhythms in our lives that honour God, bring us closer to Jesus, and ultimately make us more like him. And we've looked at all sorts from uh, prayer fasting and faith to confession, Sabbath and slowing. And this week we're thinking about, about joy and if and how we can create a pattern of joy in our lives. But first of all, what is joy? Sometimes we get confused between happiness or laughter and real joy. We thought about some of these things that make us happy, uh, and some of us might go as far to say that they bring us joy. But these are all things that I would say, I don't want to demean, diminish them because they're, they're all really, really good things, but they bring us that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, don't they? They bring us that emotion that makes us feel good, makes us feel positive, makes us feel safe, and it ultimately makes us feel happy. And although joy is still a feeling, it's still an emotion, 
we can, that we can experience is much more than that. Joy is, joy is a grace that surrounds us. It, to gain happiness, we surround ourselves by uh, all of these happy things. Might be the right friends, might be uh, a loving family, a successful job, might be our favorite game or our favorite toy. But joy isn't dependent on our surroundings. It's almost disconnected from what's happening around us because joy comes from God. Joy is vertical, not horizontal. We can't look left and right for things around us to give us joy. We have to look up. We can spend our lives filled with anxiety as we attempt to control our surroundings in order to make us happy, to fulfill us, to make us feel some essence of joy. But joy isn't determined by the reality of our circumstance. It's determined by the reality of Jesus. And Jesus told a story about two builders. So I'm going to need some help telling the story, guys. I'm going to need two helpers. Okay, right, Noah and Sammy. Right, come on up. Noah and Sammy. Now, I've got some props, okay, because they are builders. Come and stand in the, in, over here so everybody can see you. Now, these two people are... So, you know... Go and stand over there so everybody can see. But still stand up so everybody can see. Can you put your belt on? That's a great job. Right, no, I'm going to give you the hammer. Right, no, you need to stand up next to Sammy. Stand up here, little man. Great job. Okay. Well, so we've got two builders. Okay, and Jesus tells this story. Both of them want to build a house. Okay, they've, they're both, and we, wouldn't we like to all reach that stage in life where we can build our own house? But they've, they've both reached it. They've, they've decided, you know what, I'll build it my way, I'll build it how I, like, how I like it and how I want it. So they're both thinking about where they're going to build their new house. And Sammy, the first builder, thinks, you know where would be nice? On the beach. I mean, imagine if you lived on the beach. Sammy's here, sat here thinking, looking out at the beach, going, oh, maybe I could, you know, like every morning I could come out and I could sunbathe and, and I could put skylights in the roof so I can see the sun shining in. Oh, and I could have sand underfoot all the time. It sounds like luxury, beautiful beach views out the window every single day. Sounds glorious. So she decides to build her house on the sand. Can you get, do some building? Do some building with the jewel? Do it, like that. No, yeah? Yeah? Go on, you do it. No, okay. The second man, second builder, decides to build his house a bit further on land, on a rock. He's thinking, well, you know, the beach would be nice, but actually, I'm slightly more worried about the house falling down if I build it on the sand. I think, think I might be better off with a stronger foundation. So I think I'm going to build it on rock. I know rocks is not going to move. I know that that's going to be a good foundation for my house. So he gets building as well. Noah, can you do some hammering? You do some hammering in the air for building the house. Oh, you've got a stick on your nose as well. Excellent. The house in the story that Jesus tells is our lives. 
not too noisy. Why don't you do it on the carpet? That's a good idea. That's it. The house that they build is our lives. So Sammy's building her house, her life, on the sand. The sand is those things around us. Our circumstances surrounding us, worldly things, is what the first builder is putting his trust in. But the second builder knows that I need a stronger foundation than that. He builds his house on the rock, and that rock is Jesus. So, guys, thank you so much. Can you take your props off and go and sit down again? Well done. Excellent. Or you can keep them on now and go and do some building down on the rug if you want. That's it. Well done. Thanks, Sammy. Thank you. When life is built upon Jesus as our rock, it doesn't matter, matter how rocky our situation becomes amongst the storms of life, we can always know the deep joy that we find in him. And that joy becomes our strength. When life isn't going our way, when we're experiencing hurt or loss, when we're filled with grief or sadness, when we're experiencing broken relationships or, or anxiety around money, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It says that in the Bible. Ezra read really well our reading. Though you have not seen him, you love him, Peter says in his letter. He says that even though we don't see him, we still believe in him, and we're filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. But why? Why are we filled with that joy? And Peter answers that question in the next verse. He says it's because of the salvation that Jesus gives us. We're filled with that joy because of the salvation of Jesus. It's knowing that we are saved. It's knowing that God sent his only son to walk among us, to be with us, to show us the right way to live, and then to be dragged to the cross and to die for us. It's knowing that Jesus sacrificed himself to wipe our slates clean, to give us the opportunity to say sorry for our sins, the stuff that we get wrong, and to be forgiven. It's knowing that through the cross we can have a relationship with God again, It's knowing that three days later, Jesus rose again, came back to life to give us new life with him. He set us free from sin and ultimately free from death itself. And ultimately, it's knowing that God did all of that just because he loves us. That's the rock that we stand on. That's why instead of trying to control what's around us, we can look up and asked to be filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. But joy like that cannot be contained. It can't be held in. Much like my bottle that I have here. Okay. I tried this once at home. We're praying it's going to work. <laughs> this bottle is like us. We are filled with the knowledge that Jesus loves us. We're filled with the knowledge that he died for us. And we're filled with the knowledge 
that he rose again to give us new life. And then because of that, because of knowing that and experiencing God's spirit, his power, we're filled with his joy. It's going up. Yes. When we're filled with God's joy, it overflows out of us. It cannot be contained. And it keeps going and it keeps going. And sometimes we might find it hard, we might find it scary sharing our faith with others. But ultimately, there's nothing we actually have to try to do. Because when we realize what the gospel means, we're propelled to joy. Joy outflows from us. It overflows out of us for everyone around us to see. So we're supposed to be thinking about creating a pattern on joy, but to be honest, I think that if we want to turn joy into a pattern, all we have to do is look up instead of side to side and ask God to fill us with more of his joy. Maybe there are times when we feel like we're in a storm, or we would love for our friend to see through us just how incredible Jesus is, then all we need to do is ask God for more, for more of his joy. So we're going to do that now as, as we respond. And I'd love, um, if you're able to, to stand. And if you'd like to, if you'd like to be filled with more of that inexpressible and glorious joy that can be our rock and our foundation, the knowledge of the gospel, the excitement that people see within us uh, when, they, uh, when they meet us and when they spend time with us. If you want to ask God to be filled with more and more of that joy, I just ask you, why don't you just put your hands out? And kids, you can do this as well if you want. You can stand up. We're going to put our hands out to ask God to fill us with more of his joy so that people see the joy of the Lord within us. So that in those tough times, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So Lord, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you that you love us. Pray that you would come and fill us with that inexpressible and glorious joy. We pray that that joy would be our rock. We pray that others, as we go from here, would see that joy within us and would say, wow, what have you got that I don't? What's so special about Jesus? So Lord, come and fill us afresh with your spirit and your joy. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you?